Our job is not to be a conduit from the top for information down to our people. I don't like this, but here's what the people above me said, so go do it. I could have gotten that in an email. I didn't need a leader above me to take that information, think about it, process it, and still deliver it exactly like that. That's not our job. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And I'm glad you joined us today because today we are going to talk about communication, but not just communication in general. Communication, when we have to deliver bad news or when we have things that are out of our control that we still have to tell people about, that we know they may not react positively to. It may be that we have to deliver an unwanted change to our team because it was decided on somewhere else in the organization. It may be that the marketplace has shifted in ways that creates situations for us that mean we have to tell our team that things aren't going the way we want them to, or that they have to shift in some way, in some direction in order to make things better. We as leaders have to deliver hard or difficult or challenging or frustrating or sometimes negative information all the time. And we're going to talk about some of those specific examples. Hey, if you have not joined the leadership gym yet, or even taken a look at it, please join us at leadershipgym.com. We think that leadership is not something that you're going to get at a conference or an event or just a big workshop and get significantly better at. Doesn't mean you can't pick up some ideas, some thoughts, some insights, but to get really better at leadership in a consistent way It's something that you work on on a weekly basis, just like going to the gym. And so we've built a place for you to do that. You can go and every week you can spend time there exploring a new concept, looking at a new set of tools, thinking about new ways to lead more effectively. You can use what's there to become the leader that you want to become so that your team's stronger, your business is stronger, and your future is better. Leadershipgym.com. Join us there. One hour a week will make a difference in your life and the life of your team. Okay, so as we think about this concept of communicating bad or difficult or challenging or unexpected news, I, I kind of was thinking about it recently as I talked with one of my coaching clients who made a comment that said something like, hey, I had to tell my team, you know, I don't like this any more than you do, but we still have to get it done. And they were referring to something that someone above them in the organization had made a decision around or mandated happen. And I was thinking about all of the transition 
that businesses are going through right now. There are people working remotely that didn't. There are people transitioning back into the office in some way, in some cases. There are a lot of change initiatives, efforts going on, and all of them aren't welcome. All of them aren't things that people feel good about. And yet we as leaders have to help people get on board sometimes with things that we know are unpopular or difficult or frustrating or not well understood. And one of the things that I see leaders do on occasion is throw whoever made the decision under the bus in the process of delivering it. I don't like this either. I don't think it was a good decision. I find it to be difficult to understand or I don't get it. And yet we still have to do it. And it's a normal reaction. I want people to know that I have their back, that I get how they feel, that I wasn't part of making this decision, that I'm smarter than this. Something along those lines that makes us feel like, hey, I want to distance myself a bit from the decision itself and still start to move my team forward and be clear that I'm on their side as we go do this difficult and sometimes ill-conceived thing. Now, as we think of that from their perspective, what people can often hear is, hey, my boss is asking me to do something that they don't agree with. So first of all, I got to get my head around that. Why would a good boss ask me to do something that they don't agree with? Why didn't they influence the decision differently above them? Why didn't they share maybe my perspective or what they believed our perspective as a team would be with the people that made the decision so that we didn't have to implement this thing. But either way, my initial reaction is my boss wasn't good enough to stop this from happening. He wasn't influential enough or she wasn't influential enough in the organization to keep it from happening. And now they are simply telling me that I have to go do it, even though they don't agree with it. Think about that for a, for a moment in terms of our leadership in terms of the respect that we get as a leader, in terms of the way people think of us as a leader, what they've now learned from us is that we really can't influence decisions in the organization or we didn't have the battle that we needed to to have influence maybe up the ladder in the organization. But we're still going to, as a leader, tell our team to go do things that we don't think are right or best. Well, what kind of leader does that? So essentially, the first thing we've done is reduce our level of influence or our level of respect from them as a leader by the way we communicate this. Now, it doesn't feel that way to us. It feels like, hey, this is a bad decision. And maybe I did have the battle. Maybe I did have the conversation. But either way, this is a bad decision. And I've got to make sure my team knows I wasn't part of it or didn't think it was good in any way because I'm smarter than that, right? And yet, we've now gotten ourselves to a place where we are a less effective leader and we've just told them that. So that's the first thing that happens when we do it that way. The second thing that happens when we do it that way is we have now set our team up for failure. I want you to go do something different or execute this or shift in some way or change in some way, but I really don't think you should. I'm telling you it's probably not a good idea to. I'm telling you that I don't think it's our best place to put our effort because I've already said I don't agree with it, and yet you need to do it anyway. 
So I've reduced my influence as a leader, and I've also set my team up to not like the work they have to go do now, not like the effort or the results of the effort or the reason for the effort that I now expect them to expend in order to do this thing differently. I've done two things that make my team less successful and have taken away from them the possibility of going to do this well. They're simply going to get through it somehow, survive it, execute it, and get back to work. And now they believe they are working for an organization where the people above the leader, the people that maybe made this decision, aren't very bright. So now I'm working for an organization where my leader's ineffective. The people above my leader are not very bright, and I've got to go do things I don't agree with or like or don't find fulfilling as part of my work. As a leader, we've done all the wrong things in terms of setting our team up for success if we've shared information that way. Our job is not to be a conduit from the top for information down to our people. I don't like this, but here's what the people above me said, so go do it. I could have gotten that in an email. I didn't need a leader above me to take that information, think about it, process it, and still deliver it exactly like that. That's not our job. Our job is to look at decisions or changes or shifts that need to happen. Maybe they come from leaders above us. Maybe they come from the marketplace. Maybe they come from other places inside the organization or other circumstances in our world. Maybe they're not always pleasant. But my job is to set my team up for success with that new thing they have to go do, not just to distance myself from the fact that they have to go do it. That's not a very leader-like thing. I want to help them do this well, whatever it might be. And by the way, this goes both ways. If my team is really frustrated or upset or in some way not happy with the way the work is happening or the decisions above them, my job is not just to go up to my manager or my leader or the people above me in the organization and say, hey, my team's unhappy about this and you just need to know it. I'm not just an advocate for my team. What are they supposed to do with that information? How am I supposed to deliver it in a way that also sets the leaders above me up for success? Because guess what? If I'm just delivering information up and down, I don't need to be here in this organization. I'm adding no value to the information or the way it's delivered or how people receive it or what they do next. I'm not influencing people in ways that help them be at their best or be more successful or accomplish more or achieve more or get a different set of results. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just passing information along, not taking the responsibility for what people do with the information after they receive it. And that's what leaders do. They don't just own the message they deliver or the delivery of the message. Yes, I did that. Yes, I let my people know you needed this. Or yes, I let upper management know that you weren't happy. I'm not just a delivery person. I am also taking ownership of what people do with the message. I don't just own the delivery of the message. I own the action and the thoughts and the ideas and the insights that happen because of how I delivered the message. Part of leadership is deciding how to take information and support people with it rather than just hand it to them and walk away. That's not my job. 
And so we have to take ownership, not only of delivery, but also of how delivery lands and how it feels for the people that get it. That's what real leaders do. And here's why. We want to create a toward state for them in their brain. We want their brain moving toward the next thing they need to do with this information, especially if it's our team. We need to help them process this, take it apart, analyze it, consider possibilities associated with it, find something that's worth doing or moving toward in it, and then help support them as they go execute that new thing. Our brain has two states primarily when we get information like this. This is good for me and it connects to what I believe is successful for me and I can go execute it and I can go do it well or I need to get away from this. I don't want to try it. I don't think it's important. I don't think it's useful. I don't want to engage in it. And that's a oversimplification of those two states. But if we think about it that way as leaders, we think about how to help people embrace the thing in their future that's now different because of this information, not escape the thing that's in their future now because of this information. And that doesn't mean it's always good at first glance. There are times when we have to deliver really bad information and we can't find any good in it. And our job is not to sugarcoat it or polish it up or put lipstick on the pig, as people say. That's not what we're doing here. What we are doing is saying, hey, this is tough, guys. And I understand that you might feel that it's tough. And I know there might even be parts of it that we don't agree with. But our job here is to go figure out how to implement it well figure out how to do it at our best, figure out how to set ourselves up for success with this new way of operating. So what are the things that could be good about it? How could maybe our customers or our projects or our implementation be better or happier or different or more effective if we go do this well? Are there things in it that can connect to our success and how do we focus on those? Not, I don't agree with it, but you got to go do it anyway. That's lazy leadership because there's something in there that could be of benefit to us. Maybe it is transitioning away or back into the office and we'll get resistance in both places. And often we'll have teams of people that are split on whether they think this is good or bad. But our opportunity is to go work with them in ways that they find a way forward that could connect to the things they see in a better future, and then take those steps. We want to start to use questions to help them think about the possibilities in front of them, not the fear or the anxiety or the worry associated with this thing not going well, because that's their impulse when they first hear it. So we can say things like, hey, how do we implement this at our best? Given that it's difficult or frustrating, I understand that. How can we still go find some things in it that could be useful or important or beneficial for us? There are three questions that you can start to use to set your team up for success or to process information in ways, whether it's moving up the food chain or down the food chain inside your organization. How do I set this person up for success as I communicate? 
And that may be upward. That's the first question. How do I set my team or this person or this individual I'm communicating with up for success as I communicate? So if I'm passing information up the line and I'm saying, hey, my team is really frustrated about this. You need to know it. I could put a question with this that sets that person receiving this information up for success. I could say, hey, here's one of the challenges. I've got some people that are voicing this. And here are some thoughts I have about how we might address it or deal with it or understand it better. What do you think? I've done the work to process the information and deliver it well. I'm not simply saying you just need to know that people are upset and then good luck with what you do next. I'm saying people are upset. I've listened to it. I've explored it. I analyzed it. Here are some things that I think we might be able to do. What do you think? Or I'd love your thoughts on it as we explore it, analyze it, understand it better. What we don't want is them just saying, well, thanks for sharing it, but that's your job is just to handle it. And sometimes that can happen because of how we communicate it. We just griped up rather than supported their ability to deal with this in ways that help our organization get better. That's our job. So question one, how do I set the receiver of this information up for success as I communicate it? Here's another question you could use. Question number two, if I were the other person, what would help me engage fully in the direction I needed to go because of this information. So if I'm hearing it, what are the things that I might connect to that cause me to go implement it well? Even if it's a decision that might not, on the surface, make my life easier. Here's a good example of that. I have seen lots of organizations where they put additional record keeping or new software or new new systems in place that people now have to use, especially salespeople about the customer. You need to go log this in and fill out this information about your customer as you go build a relationship, have sales calls, have conversations with them so that we organizationally can own this information in a better way or share it in a better way or review it in a better way or know more about what our customer wants and needs. So you have to do this extra work. And oftentimes, salespeople do not see that as a benefit. Why do I have to go put all this stuff in there so you can know everything I know about my customer? They're my customer. I got this. I understand it. I build the relationship. I don't want to waste time in a computer. I want to go sell stuff. I want to go add value to these people in their lives. And there are ways that we can present that information and say, hey, guys, let's talk about what this makes us do or questions it might make us ask that we don't normally right now. How do we go do this well so that we set someone else up for success inside our organization if they pick up one of our accounts or if we change geography? Would you want this information about your customers if you picked up new customers? Would you want the person who built the relationship with them before you to share that insight with you in some sort of a systematic, organized way so that you can benefit from it? So that you can help build a livelihood because you have that information. We can say, what are the most important things for you to be able to go back and look at in a month? So we can take that initial impulse, understand that that person will probably have it, and then go find the win in the information or the change or the new system anyway. That's just one example. But our job as a leader is to process it as if we were them, understand what we think is probably coming, and then think about questions we can use 
to help them find the good in it. If I were the other person, what would help me engage fully in the direction I needed to go? Okay, and then the third one, and this is the same kind of concept, but sometimes asking questions slightly differently can make a big difference for us. How can I focus my team or the person receiving the information on moving toward something valuable or important? And that means I'm going to ask those future-based questions that I just gave you some examples of, but I'm going to say, what could be better or different in our lives if we do this well? How could this play out over the next six or 12 months in a way that would make our business stronger? What are the things that you personally could gain from this if we go implement it? How would you feel if we did this well? What would it look like for you? I want to use those future-based questions, forward questions, rather than why isn't this going to work or just tell you that I don't agree with it. So I've got a job as a leader when I have to move information from one team or one part of an organization to another. And that's to understand that information, to think through it, to ask myself some good questions, to set them up for success with this information because I do the things that help me deliver it in a way that allows them to go use it to build a better future for themselves, for their team, for their organization, for this business. That's my job as a leader when I have to communicate difficult or challenging information. Hey, if you like the work that we're doing here, the conversations that we're having, please go leave us a five-star review and rating. If there's a way for you to do that, I would greatly appreciate it for two reasons. One, lets us know we're doing something that's adding value here. And because I can't hear you back through my microphone, that is how I hear you back. And so I appreciate that. And the second thing is there's a leader out there that might benefit from this information that hasn't found us yet, that isn't getting to think about these things yet. And you leaving us a review will help them do that. So I appreciate it greatly. Thank you guys for joining me today, for being part of this conversation. Take the information that we talk about, take the insights or the ideas or the possibilities it creates for you as a leader and go make a difference.